Hello everyone, welcome to King's Talk, presented by Capsule Crown. It's been so long since we last talked, I forgot what I was going to say for a second. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us again, it's been a couple weeks since we've been on the air. You know, been a slow month of August so far, slow in late July. Um, but here we are, the, the schedule got released yesterday, uh, and John's here with me as always to talk about it. But before we dive into it, John, how you doing? Happy to be back at Cap City Crown Headquarters. Cap City Crown Headquarters, located at Cap City Crown Avenue. <laughs> Rancho Cordova. <laughs> um, I'm glad to have you here. <laughs> Thanks. This sounds so genuine coming from a lifelong friend here, you know? Yeah. Um, well, the schedule. We'll just jump right into it. The schedule got released. Um, the Kings play 82 games, if that's not surprising to anyone. <laughs> maybe more if maybe they eighty three, yeah. Maybe eighty three if they, or maybe eighty five or whatever. However <laughs> many the in season tournament is, I'm still, I'm still, I'm confused now because I thought it was like everybody they scheduled it was eighty games, and then like, oh yeah, they did right. Because I think you're if right. you don't make, I think you, I'm still trying to. Wrap you're right. My head I didn't even think about that. But I think if you don't make the elimination round, which twenty two teams don't. Don't 22 teams just play 81 games this season? Uh... <laughs> oh, we should have talked about that okay, before we recorded. <laughs> no, it's okay. We're They're with us. So, let's see. So, what's 41 minus 2? 39. <laughs> plus 40. 79. Yeah. So, it looks like... Well, because well, they're going to schedule an extra 2... Right in between something that has something to do with it, so that's why some teams are only going to play eighty-one. I think. Well, now I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But whatever. But I remember when like Wojnarowski came out. I think it was after the finals came out and was like talking about how he made the report that they were going to announce it the like the next week or whatever. I think I remember him saying something along the lines of like, most teams will play eighty-two games, but some teams will play eighty-three or something like that if they like go to the final in the tournament or something like that. Yeah, and some will just play eighty-one, which was one of the things that I got stuck on because I was like, "How stupid is this tournament? How many rounds are there? There's three, right? Well, there are eight teams that go to the elimination round, and then four, then two. Yeah. So wouldn't some teams play? Well, that's three more games for yes from seventy-nine. And if you don't, they schedule an extra two games. For gotcha. You, I okay. think in between a certain time. I'm frame. following you yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. That's that's what I gather. It's. I, it sounds so jumbled because that's how it is in my brain right now. It's taken me like a month just to get that far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our our good friend Bleacher Report, who's the kind of sneak diss the Kings, and who really cares? But they've been sneak dissing the Kings. They called Sabonis the most overrated player in the league right now, and they said something else a couple weeks ago um, that was just kind of dumb. And so, about the Kings, I, I forget off the top of my head, but they actually have the Kings, maybe trying to make up for it, they're, they're feeling the backlash from the Sacramento Kings fans, uh, they have the Kings going to the finals of the in-season tournament, but losing to the Celtics. Who, so I, who cares? <laughs> I did. What the, f- who gives a shit? I'm sorry, like, that's so, like, that's not making up for anything. That's not making up for anything. That's so dumb. Dude, they love us now. They're saying that... What was the other thing they said? The king's crux of their their offense is overrated. Oh, oh, they they um, the power rankings. They no, never mind. <laughs> that wasn't it either. <laughs> it was something. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't remember. Well, good. And thanks for bringing that one up. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but there was something. Well, I'm just saying. We're, we're we're talking about the schedule, right? Yes. So, you know, this is the thing about the NBA that's so unfortunate. It's like when the NFL schedule gets announced. It's 17 games. You know, you're not playing everybody. And you only get set up against a few conference or a few divisions. Uh, and so, like, the strength of schedule is very... It's like you can really define it. You can quantify that number. This whole NBA crap, when people are like, they get this up on their schedule. Like, shut up. The you team, don't know how teams are going to be playing at a certain point. You can yeah. maybe make an argument about the travel, but even that is not even separated by a bunch. And it's not even about the miles traveled. It's about how many miles traveled in a certain amount of time. How much wear and tear does that take? Because overall, they're all technically going to end up having the same amount of fatigue. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, For football, is really the only sport that I feel like strength of schedule matters. But, not. To say, I mean, the Kings do have the third toughest strength of schedule. Um like I said, it doesn't matter. You know who they're going to play going into the season anyway, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're going to play this team twice. They're going to play every Eastern Conference team twice, and then every Western Conference team three to four times, depending on if they're in the division. Or maybe two. I really don't know how they make the schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I don't know how they make it. Exactly, <laughs> but one of the things is, if I were going to make an argument, because I do you think you could make an argument that the Kings have a tough schedule, one of the things that makes it so tough is that, like, half of their back-to-backs occur in the final third of the season. And maybe this makes it easier, but I think it makes it... It almost raises the stakes. Because the Kings have... They had a winning record at home. They established some form of a home court advantage, although it never really stuck. I mean, they lost in seven games to the Warriors despite having, you know, home court advantage. Yeah. And it seemed like they were a better road team for a lot of the season than they were... Uh, a home team. I think the only team that had a better road record was the Nuggets, right? Uh, or something like that. Yeah, I think they were like the best for a minute. Yeah. Did they lose it? I think it was like the Nuggets, Celtics, and Kings had like the best road records or something like that. Okay. But, you know, point being that you're going to be getting into a situation where you're going to have a lot of like back to backs kind of jammed into a, that final post All Star break period. And you're going to have to take advantage of home games. So maybe it's not the best argument to make about it being the most difficult, but it's a definite challenge, and it's one that's, you know, the Kings, I think, can definitely meet that challenge, but it's not exactly proven, especially on that home court kind of advantage, taking advantage of that kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see what happens late in the year, because they could go into the All-Star break, be the one or two team in the West or whatever, top three, but that final third of the season could really kick their ass. Potentially. So, I mean, like, that's why I hate the conversations about like them trying to like come up with some form of a number about it. It's just like I don't know. Like who is able to analyze all these schedules and all the ins and out of it and like to, to, you know kind of come up with who's tough and who, who's got a tough one and who's got an, an easy one. Yeah, yeah. You just don't know how the team's going to play. Cuz I mean going yeah. into last year, I mean the teams with strength to schedules with I mean like the Kings, obviously the season Prior were terrible, and look at them. They're in the third seed, so it's like obviously doesn't match up. Exactly. Um, yeah. It, I mean, some, yeah. Like I said, at the end of the day, you kind of know who you're going to play. You know who the good teams are. You're going to play every team. Like, yeah. it's just, strength of schedule doesn't matter. You're getting the same calorie count just in a different form of food. Yeah. Everybody's eating the same thing, essentially. I mean, it's that tournament does really. 
Yeah, the tournament will be interesting this year. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, like, the biggest fan of it, but I can't say that I won't be excited for it if the Kings make it. So, yeah. we'll see. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that's kind of interesting because it's just, like, you know, it's in December. NCAA football is really big in December. NFL. That is coming true. out right before the playoffs is that home stretch of the regular season, which is like the most exciting time for football. That's a football. good point. And it's just like what days are the games? Well, the playing game or the group stage games take place throughout November. Yeah, and the it's the first week and a half of December, basically the fourth through the ninth. Right. Oh, and then December sixth and eighth are the regular season games. I see. Yeah, yeah. So they like squeeze that in. Oh God. So yeah. So fourth, fifth, seventh, and ninth will be the tournament um, knockout rounds. So, okay. That's early December, though. Yeah. Get it out of the way. Force, I mean, that's like a whole week, too. So, will that take place on, like, the weekend? No, it's literally weekdays. Except, well, it's Monday through Saturday. What are you talking about? The tournament. Oh. I guess it's every day except Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, it, it, I mean, they cover football there. I mean, I know they have... I don't know. Is football on on Saturdays that early in December? Um, I think they do it like the week or two before Christmas. I think it's like so, so they maybe... might they might barely just cut it out and yeah. they just leave in Sunday and they know they have no competition. But you, you, there is college football on Saturdays. Oh, that's true. And that'll be the championship. I'm assuming on the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. In Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, maybe the Raiders are playing. <laughs> Nobody's going to that. Well, people are going, but <laughs> who's their quarterback? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Just swapping, like, not Bay Area cities, I guess, anymore. But they should have stayed in Oakland. I don't know. Now they're going to lose the A's? Yeah. Well, that's, that's a shame. They lose, they're going to lose and everyone. It's just, a, it's just a mess. It's like They go to Vegas, and they become an even worse organization, because the 49ers did joint practices with the Raiders, and all the reporters could talk about was how poorly they were treated. They were like forced to stay two fields away from the practice field that they were actually using. They didn't get fed lunch, which is a very standard thing. They were just treated like garbage. And they're in Henderson, in Henderson, Nevada, you know? And it was like a muggy desert week. And it's just like, who wants to be there? Yeah, that sounds awful. But, um, yeah. So that's what the NBA is competing with. <laughs> <laughs> See, we couldn't... This is... I can feel the NBA's pressure to try to come up with things to get people to watch. Because even us talking about the announcement of the NBA schedule, we couldn't help talking about the strength of schedule in football. We couldn't help talking about the 49ers and the Raiders. This is just a microcosm for the basketball's, you know, mire that they have to go through constantly. I know. Competing with a very, very violent and fun sport Football, to watch. I, I never understood it as a kid, going on a little tangent. Because I, I was a big baseball fan growing up. Um, that was, like, my sport. Um, as it was my friends, including John's. Um, although you were a little more into football than I... Or, yeah, football than I was, but... It was what I always turn on ESPN, and I never saw any baseball highlights. It's only ever football highlights. I'm like, I want to see baseball, you know? I mean, no one else. They're like, growing up now, I'm an adult, and it's like, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> like, I, I do not care about baseball like I used to. I'd much rather see football highlights. I mean, maybe not in May, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm very excited football's coming back in a, what, couple, like a couple, like a month? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's nuts. Preseason games already starting again. Here we are talking about football. yeah, talking about watching Derek Carr a couple nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> Come making a comeback. Um, but yeah, 
basketball. Kings <laughs> schedule. Drop <laughs> drop your prediction in the comments on what the Kings are going to go. What do you think they're going to go? Would they win 48 that's, games last year? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, man, I don't. I'm, I want to say like 46. Yeah, 47. no one's going to hold you to anything because. I will, so don't comment. We have you the receipts. You should be afraid. I'm just kidding. But 46? And where do you think that will put them in the the standings? Sixth. Yeah. I want to say they're better than a play-in team. But, I mean... You assume the Suns. As much as I'm like, yeah, the Suns, they don't have anyone other than their starters. I'm like, their starters are really good. They got Chimazzi Metu, dude. Dude. (laughs) Never mind, they're not bowl, even going to make... Bowl, Bowl. They got Bowl, Bowl. Dude, those two... Those guys were probably destined to be on a team. Why? They just... They're just complete, like, jokers. <laughs> Are they? Bowl, Bowl? Well, no, they're just, like... They're just guys that, you know... Like, teams kind of have, like, these high hopes for. And they oh, never okay. really, like... Yeah, yeah fair enough. Anything. I would say high hopes for Matt is uh, very big of a stretch. <laughs> when you compare him to Bowl, Bowl, who was a lottery pick. I gotcha, I gotcha. But in terms of, like, what they can develop the guy into... I don't get me started on that too. Um, I mean, so you have the Suns. I'd, I wouldn't say the Mavericks. Um, you would say the Nuggets, the Suns, the... I mean, it's always so hard. Cause, I mean, we did better than the Clippers last year. But it's like the Clippers and Warriors and Lakers, I just, they're kind of like a weird spot where it's like, I kind of understand when ESPN ranked them above the Kings. I'm not saying they're right for it. But it's like, I can't say for sure the Kings are going to be better. I mean, the Lakers had a good offseason. The Clippers, I mean, we did better than the Clippers. But, I mean, if Kawhi's healthy, Paul George is healthy, they, I think they got someone. Didn't they just get... Um, no, I know. I'm thinking about the Warriors. I mean, we did better than the Warriors, but they just got Chris Paul. I mean, you can't count that out. They made a decent addition. And, and it's like you can't count out these teams... Especially the Lakers and Warriors, who have LeBron and Steph. As much as we hate the Lakers, you know, I'm just trying to be realistic. And same with the Clippers. They have Paul George and Kawhi. And then the Suns are the Suns. Um, But, like, for sure teams, I I would place money being better than the Kings. I don't know. Who was the second seed last year? Memphis. Memphis was the second seed? Yeah, weren't they? Dude, probably. <laughs> I was like, I, like, yeah, I was like... That's crazy. I don't know. Now I'm, like, thinking about it. Memphis, I think Memphis is going to be really good. I think really? Denver's going to be really good. You think Memphis is going to be really good? They got Marcus Smart. And that, they did that, get that, Marcus that, Smart. That, replay, that takes care of the loss of Dylan Brooks, and you're getting a better player. Um, and also, what, Tyus Jones, who is their backup point guard? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Marcus I don't Smart, know why I forgot about Memphis. Marcus Smart kind of like he did kind of a plug for both of those guys, and you're getting kind of like like I love Marcus Smart. I think he makes a lot of stupid like mistakes. Would like, you see Marcus games. stupid? <laughs> but, but in terms of like hustle and whatnot, and like being a leader on that team, I think it's it sounds so like empty. It sounds like a platitude to be like, yeah, you get a leader for Moran. It's going to be really big for him, you know. But yeah. you're also talking about a situation where despite that, that suspension, it's like everybody thought Memphis was going to fall when they were kind of going through all that drama. And they did fine. So it's like if anybody's gonna, if anybody's set to, to go through an 82-game season again, I think they're going to be able to be one of those teams that does it. I, that's fair. That is fair. I guess my problem with Memphis, I'm not saying like 
I mean, they're a good team, obviously. I, I can't believe I forgot they were the second seed. I guess maybe, like, my thought on Memphis is that I don't I don't see them as a team making a deep run in the playoffs. I don't That's know. That's fair to say. I, I feel like they've had a couple chances so far, and they haven't gone far. Yeah, well, well they got knocked out of the first round last season. Yeah. And, I, I mean, yeah, the season before. They lost know. to the Warriors in the semifinals, right? Yeah. And the season before, they went... I mean, they were still young that first season when they knocked out the Warriors in the play-in. So you can't really count that. But it's like, you've had two seasons where you had high expectations, especially last year, when you get knocked down the first round. I mean, the Kings, they're... Like I said, they're kind of clear right now, like Memphis was. You can't really grade them on their first year. Um, This year, they get one more year, really. For you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like if you, you can't just keep getting knocked down the first and second That's round. True. You have to at least make a Western Conference Finals appearance. That's true. Of like after your third season making the playoffs. How long did it take for the Nuggets to get where they're at? Well, they made the Western Conference Finals in the bubble. Okay, that meets your criteria. It makes like at least you're playing for a chance to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. I feel like, or at least when uh, winning the 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 conference. I mean, that's when it starts mattering. Like, the semis and quarters, it's like, they're fun, but it's like, you get knocked out there, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, remember, Chris Paul never went to the Western Conference Finals until they went to the Rockets. Right. And that was, like, his big thing. It's mm-hmm. like, he can't make it past. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, I mean, most of the good teams at least elevate to that Western Conference Finals. I mean, that was a problem, not just Chris Paul, but the Clippers. There was, like, an, like a really good regular season team, but it's like, yeah. they go to the playoffs, can't make it to the Western Conference Finals. That yeah. was a problem with Lob City. They couldn't yeah. get over to that next hump to even get a real chance to go to the finals. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely fair to say about Memphis. Same with the Clippers. The I think that's why you write off the Clippers too. They they haven't made the Western Conference Finals since gotta, getting Paul George and Kawhi. Like what you said earlier, they got to stay healthy first. They got to prove they can do that first. Um, but yeah, I, I still put just thinking regular season though. Like going back to the initial question of like who's a clear cut. Someone that's probably more likely than not going to finish ahead of uh, Sacramento. Yeah. Denver, and then we agree, I think Memphis probably. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, I think the, the Kings still have to win a, their first playoff series, but I think there's an argument to be made that the Kings have more of a chance of going on a run than, than Memphis. I think I so. I think a guy by the name of De'Aaron Fox might have something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, not this, No disrespect to John Moran, obviously, but... I mean, Fox for his first playoff series, yeah. it was just like, oh man, like that was his first. Um, and it's so upsetting that Sabonis. It's not. I'm not upset Sabonis did poorly. Like I am upset, but it's like it. It was. It was honestly a bad matchup. It sounds like such a bad excuse, but it's like we were saying that before the series yeah. even started. We were honestly saying we took a different angle before the series started. We said it's going to be a tough matchup for Sabonis, but the Kings have to find a way to make him the hub of the offense again. Because that didn't end up really needing to happen because Darren Fox just took over. Yeah. But we had the right idea. I give us credit. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. So it's. um, Yeah, I mean, man, if we didn't play the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, who who was like the other team we could have played? The Lakers? Could have been the Lakers. It was like between the, the Clippers, Warriors. Who's the? I want to say it's the Lakers. Yeah, it had to have been. Dang, that's that damn Pacific. The Pacific, man. Yeah, it's a good division. 
Yeah, I always think Portland's in that division. I know. I, I don't even know what division Portland's in. They're in like the... What, was yeah, it, what's it called? The North, Northwest or the Mountain mountain one or whatever? Is that what it is? Northwest? It's got like Portland, Denver, uh, Utah, I think Minnesota. Minnesota. And is there four or five teams per There's five. And um, <laughs> probably OKC or something? Because they used to be up in Seattle. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think the Northwest maybe. It's the Northwest Conference. Yeah, that makes sense. That's so funny, because I honestly, now that you mention it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know the name of that conference either, actually. I don't even know if I could name you. Because you have the Southwest, which is like San Antonio. How many? There's four? There's 30 teams in the NBA, Yeah, so it's three divisions per conference. Okay, yeah. And the divisions are so arbitrary. Yeah, (laughs) Northwest. Yeah, well, they, they become really irrelevant, like, four years ago. For There was, like, a little relevancy. I just remember one year... When like James Harden became started getting good on the Rockets, I think his second season, they had a worse record than the Spurs. But I, th- I think the Rockets and Spurs, they made it seem like they're in a different division. Oh, now I'm confused. But I remember just one year because they have to be <laughs> in the same division, right? Yeah, they definitely. I think they definitely are. Um, but it was uh, so all the Texas. This Texas just dominates the Southwest with Dallas. Houston, yeah, Houston, San Antonio, Pelicans, Pelicans, and um, uh, Arizona. No, no, that's in, that's that's in Pacific. Pacific. What's the, what's the last Western what's Conference? What's the other team? Western Conference team? There's fifteen. Um, we have we have fourteen of them. I know. I'm trying to think of like South. Memphis. Memphis. Fucking idiot. Memphis. Well, they'll be in the Eastern Conference soon enough. Yeah, it is OKC. That's such a boring division, the Northwest. The Northwest? It's like the Nuggets, Portland, Minnesota, OKC, and Utah. Like, thank God the Nuggets have done something. Like, out of these other teams, like, Portland has won championship. No, Portland and Minnesota. You had me at Portland and Minnesota. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I mean, I give some... Respect to Utah because even as they retool, they're kind of intriguing. Yeah. Um, Denver championship team. Do they have like two championships out of all these teams? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Right. Because well, Denver and then wait, who else has? Well, it? how many how many championships does Denver have? That was their first. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. And Portland has one. Oh yeah. With Bill Walton. That's right in the seventies. Port. Yeah. And OKC doesn't have any, obviously. Right. I don't. I don't think the Jazz do. I don't think so either. Because they lost all of them yeah. to, to Jordan. And then Minnesota definitely does not. No. No. That's a pathetic division. Let's just be wrong. They they had 14 championships. Yeah. Um, Back when Minnesota anyways, was the Rochester Royals. It was something about Houston had a worse record than San Antonio. Or no. Yeah, they had a worse record. But it was something about the division where they got ranked higher in the Western Conference than the Spurs. Because they, like, beat... They won the... I don't know. Did, or maybe they won their division in, like, actual... Like, was act- there a point in time, though? Because what I thought you were going to say was... Was there a point in time where the division winners were the top seeds? Or is that a Mandela effect memory in play? No, I want to say it was kind of that way. I thought it was. Because that must have been the reason why they had divisions to begin with. Because that's just so stupid. <laughs> like, the NBA, the League of... 
Utility. Aren't, aren't they talking about just like stopping conferences in general? Or am I crazy? Uh, no, no, no. They're talking so. about stopping something. I don't remember. I don't know. If they got rid of conferences, I don't know. What no, would conferences wouldn't. It doesn't make sense. It was. It was something. I don't know. I. Yeah, we're not. We're not experts. I wish I remembered this though. Anyways, this was like 2016. So yeah, do the research at home. <laughs> <laughs> the divisions. Yeah. The Kings are Pacific Division champions. Who's going to knock them off? Put that banner up in the rafters, baby. I know. Are they going to? Yeah. Have they? I think they're going to probably do it for like when they do like opening night or something. I would love that. I still have, like, That's a, a huge deal. I still have my O2 sticker on my window <laughs> at my mom's house. It says 2002 Pacific Division champions. It's the logo of the Kings. I love <laughs> oh. it. I'll never take that down. That's classic. Until something. Like is best. it stuck to the window or is it just up in the window? No, it's stuck. Don't break that window. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's, it's a beauty. Yeah. But uh, 2023 Pacific <laughs> Division Champions. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. It's got a pretty nice ring to it. It's a great ring. Um, let's see if we can do 2024 this year. I don't know. It's going to be a lot tougher. Kings were really lucky with injury history or their injuries or lack thereof, I should say. Um as everyone else in the Pacific Division was struggling, obviously Paul George and Kawhi, um, AD missed some time. AD missed some time. LeBron missed a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and then, but they were also technically hurt in another way. Their just roster sucked before the trade yeah. deadline. And that was the Warriors' problem, right? It was I mean, Steph or, or Clay were Steph hurt. missed some time. Not um, a lot, though, right? No, I think Clay played a lot of the season. I think Draymond missed some time. Yeah. Clay, yeah, because Clay And then Wiggins led... was gone all year. Yeah, yeah, like, you're right. I forgot Wiggins. Um, yeah, he comes back and freaking... <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, A. Thanks, A-W. A-Dub? They call Wiggs. him A-Dub or something? No, he's Wiggs. Oh, Wiggs. Sorry. What's up, Wiggs? Um, I was thinking, like, like, George Washington or something like that. George Washington pulling up to the studio. <laughs> um, and the Suns, I don't know. We'll see if KD actually plays. The Suns are just so interesting because... Like, Bradley Bill, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. But, but, but then, like, we're saying, the, we're saying the same thing. With a, a better top. team, with the Nets. With, like, Kyrie... Yeah. Kyrie Durant it's and such Harden. a top-heavy team, and it's they're learning things on the fly. I feel like they really put themselves at a disadvantage by getting rid of the one piece of stability that they really had, which was their head coach, Ronnie yeah. Williams. The fact that they changed, they're doing a head coaching change. Now, granted, Frank Vogel's been around the block before. He won, granted it was the Mickey Mouse Championship, but he won a championship in L.A. Yeah. So it's like, he's got a chance to kind of like, you know, drive that bus, keep it on the road, but... There's a good chance that top-heavy roster gets derailed in some manner, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they. No, I wouldn't be surprised if they finish top three in the conference. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up as a play on playing team. Yeah, you know? I agree. I really like either way. I feel like there's so much volatility in what they could do, and you know, everybody. You, people are talking about them being one or two in the conference. Everybody was saying they're going to jump up to three or two in the conference after they got Durant. Yeah, and then Durant never played, and they never took into the account the fact that. Chemistry needs to build up, and basketball is a very—it's uh, a sport that relies a lot on team synchronization. And it's just like, and again, proving that point in another manner was just the Kings. Yeah, staying put. Which I think when I was talking about the, um, 
power rankings, these very stupid power rankings in the middle of August. <laughs> like, that was my point about the Suns. Like, you know, I don't really care where anybody puts these people on these power rankings, but it's just like some of these things have to be said. You know, it's yeah. like what you were saying about Memphis. Now, granted, that had to do with the playoffs, but yeah, there's caveats. Mm. It's not as simple as what's on paper. And if you're going to look at it as just on paper, then you probably shouldn't read that because anybody can look at that and just be like, "Yeah, they're really good." They got look at look at all the salary being paid to four guys. Yeah, you know, can't forget DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, I know. But if <laughs> DeAndre Ayton is only good relative to his position, I mean, like like being a star, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It'll be interesting. I I don't know. It, it'll be a not a toss up, but. I don't know. Anything can happen. It was just a, it was such an odd season because even the Kings winning forty eight games, like yeah, that's like a that's like a sixth or seventh seed team in the West in the last several years. So mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of feel like the like my prediction would be the Kings are going to win forty eight again. Yeah, and I think that's an improvement because I think the league will be a little tougher. Mm-hmm. They'll have more stability, and the Kings will have they'll be better because you know a lot more development for various guys. That yeah. is another thing that people don't really count. But what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Kings didn't make any big moves. You're just kind of hoping on the development of Murray and the addition that, you know, of Bezenkov, but it's hard to... Yeah. Duarte. Rate him. Duarte, yeah. That's the one that the national media always goes, but we don't know how that's going to work out, <laughs> they always say. I'm like, that's fair. I mean, like, we don't really know what Duarte's going to bring, but... No. Hopefully, just get three-point shooting. Yeah. And so, if you can be a three and D guy, I just love it. Three and D is just everything in basketball. Now you have your two stars and Sabonis and Fox. Everyone else three and D. And Murray, of course, you're expecting three and D plus a little extra added offense. But I mean, Herder three and D, Barnes three and D. Well, I got Herder got to work on that D first, but yeah. I, I but that guess. really comes down to conditioning because he there just seemed like there was a certain point. It's just, honestly was, amazing that he shot over forty percent from three. <laughs> Didn't he get off to like a fifty-eight percent? Yeah, he he got up like super hot, <laughs> and then he got super. He was he was cold for so long, and yeah. like, and then he had that great month of March. Yeah, after the All-Star and I thought that right. was going to translate into a great playoff run, and then he, he just so bad. Who knows what he has? To who do. was worse, Barnes or Herder in the playoffs? Herder. Yeah, he was pretty bad. He was like unplayable. Yeah, he was so bad on defense. He was getting his butt kicked. Oh my goodness, he's. Just, there's, there's like we always say about Herder, there's potential for him to be a true two-way player, but it's just like, got to connect those dots. Man. And it comes down to the conditioning, as everybody can now agree, and everybody can see with their own eyes. And Herder said it himself, so. Yeah. Jeez. If Barnes hits that shot against the Warriors, yeah. how far would the Kings have gone? Well, that probably, well, that would have put them up, would that have put them up 3-0 or 3-1? I think 3-1. They win the series. Yeah, but then after that, where are they going? Oh, against the Lakers? Yeah. You think they beat the Lakers? In a second round series? Um, I, I mean... I You know what? Considering... I'm going to say they, they would have lost the Lakers. I think they could have beat the Lakers. I think they could have beat them, but I'm just going to go ahead and say like the Warriors-Kings series felt so evenly matched... But then the Warriors Lakers series didn't. Like the Lakers felt like the more superior team. And yeah. They won in five games, I think. So I would say that the Lakers would have won in seven. 
I'm going to go ahead and say that. That's fair. I know. If we played any other team than the Warriors in the first round. We would have had home court advantage again. You would have been coming off a playoff win. You yeah. had a lot of confidence. I almost feel stupid for saying they wouldn't win. Because when you go with that angle, I feel like they would have. But then you're losing in the Western Conference Finals against the Nuggets. Although we always play the Nuggets well. Yeah. And it would have been one of the things that I put in the article about the, 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 the schedule coming out is that one of the things that's really big is like, you know, we only got to see Jokic and Sabonis play once together, like against each other in the three games that the two teams played. Because the first one, Sabonis missed it with his fracture. And then, like, they played the Nuggets again in two games and three nights, I think. Sabonis returns. It was his first game with the fracture. So that wasn't even a lot, yeah. a lot of, like, fun to see. You're Although right. He played You're well, right. if I remember correctly. And then the last time they played, it was the last game of the season. Sabonis played the first half. Jokic didn't play at all. Mm. So it'll be in- interesting to see. And they played Denver four times this year, I think. So that'll be interesting. You get a really good gauge. Like, a gauge that you didn't really get last season. Like, the Kings at full strength versus the, the Nuggets at full strength. So that'll be kind of interesting to see. I have a question, kind of like taking it away from the schedule. Um, yeah. We, we kind of been talking Please. about Sabonis and Fox a little bit. So I've seen a lot of talk about, I mean, really since the playoffs, it's, a lot of people, it's me and you have always had this, like, who's the best player on the Kings talk? Um, best player on the Kings talk? The Kings talk podcast? Kings talk, dude, exactly. <laughs> Is it me or you? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so, um, we always had this talk, right, discussion of who was kind of the better player. We always kind of agreed Sabonis was, uh, but it was almost just like, it was hard to compare the two, and who cares? Um, and then the playoffs happened, because Sabonis had more MPP votes in the regular season. Deservingly so. Yeah, he was great. And then the playoffs happened, and then now he's the most overrated player in basketball, <laughs> because he he had one bad, bad playoff series, like he didn't put up 17 and 12 and 5. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, he couldn't hit a mid range. Like that was for some reason. Like that was his game anyway. Yeah, Sabonis never took that many mid range shots in his the, during the season. I feel like he took more threes than he did mid rangers. Yeah. So yeah, now, now it's all his fault because he couldn't hit a mid range. Like that was ever part of his game. Um, I mean, but place to improve, I guess. So now everyone's all over Fox because then, then on the on the other side, Fox was just tearing it up. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people are saying, I mean, Kendrick Perkins put out a list, and again, national media, who cares? But he put out a list saying he's a top five MVP candidate going into the season. Another guy, Zach Lowe, said he's a dark horse MVP candidate. I guess, I mean, right now, and I'm going to put you on the spot, who's the better player? Who's the better player? Yeah. Like, overall? Yeah. Well, Fox is the better player overall, but Sabonis brings it every time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, yeah. I know. I'm trying to. I'm splitting hairs here. I'm just avoiding the question. Okay. Even better question: Who's going to get more MVP votes next season? Sabonis. You think? Because he's going to do what he did last. He's going to put together end to end a more consistent and productive season. But Fox, it's like we say every time. My favorite, you know, comparison analogy, whatever you want to say. Sabonis is the sales, you know, you can't go anywhere if you don't have the sales up, but how far you're going to go and how fast you're going to go there depends on the wins behind the sales. Fox is the win behind the sales. Yeah. And it's just, this it's is true. the nature of the conversation. That's it just, really that's is. That's just the way it's going to be. You're not going to get a clean answer out of me. 
I could see Fox getting more MVP votes. And now I guess I'm changing the question. Like, who's the better player? Who's going to get more MVP votes? I could see Fox getting more because he's a flashier player. I mean, he's the one hitting... He's the clutch player of the year. Like, Sabonis can't add that to his resume. Like, what's cooler? The clutch player of the year or the rebounding champion? Yeah. I'm not saying Fox is a better player. I think Sabonis is, personally. But now going... Just because what he does for everyone on the team. Um... But I don't know, this MVP vote's got me interested, because, like, Fox, he, he's got that flashiness behind him, and the national media loves him right now. He's getting a lot of respect around the league in general. I wouldn't be surprised to see Fox, if he has a similar season to what he did last year, and the Kings finish, like, top three again. I could honestly see Fox, like, finishing fifth in MVP voting. Yeah, what does that say about MVP voting? But, yeah. I mean, like, you, you saw it with the Embiid winning, you know? Yeah, that's true. It kind of seemed like people were almost kind of... Coerced into voting for Embiid. That's so stupid. It now, is why stupid. did he win it? And yeah. I, that's why I like your, what you're saying there, because like, okay, yeah, I could, I agree with you. I don't think it should be that way, but I agree with you. And my whole thing is, is just like Fox. When he's on, I do think he's the best. And now, obviously, that whole like better player thing, because you're like, well, Sabonis does more for his teammates. Like, that's true. But like when I think of like best player, it's like one on one who's better. That's true. <laughs> you know, so it's like that speed that Fox has is just incredible his ability to finish and get to the rim would beat anybody probably in a game of one-on-one basketball um, but I don't know I mean for that reason I do think like setting up for that scenario basically same situation but more credit to Fox's name now after the playoff run and all that stuff and a off season of being able to kind of sit on it I wouldn't be surprised if they do do something like that where it is the same but he gets like far more votes all of a sudden he's like fifth in voting even though he wasn't really anywhere near the top of the list I want to see Fox honestly for him to do this and I think he has it in him and I know maybe it's not so much the offense with Sabonis running things but I want to see Fox start inching towards like 30 points a game yeah I thought well I think um, because when they had what was it Fox and Sabonis at the after they had traded for Sabonis to end that year, the 15 games they played together, didn't Fox average like 30 points a game? Uh, yeah, he had a really good end of the year. Yeah, and so like last season at this time, like 30, maybe like 28 a game was kind of like an expectation. Like a, not a hardline expectation, like you don't do that, you had a down season, but it's like a realistic expectation. Like he could get 20, 28 points a game. What, he had 26 or 25? He had 25 even. Yeah, 25 even. 25.0. Yeah. I think he's... De- it's Again, it's this thing about Fox. It's like he's capable of putting in a... End-to-end, just giving it his all. It's tough to, with his style of play, obviously. The amount of like miles he puts on. But he can get 30 points a game. Like, he could have an SGA-type season. I know. Where they right, actually yeah. win games. Like, imagine SGA on a... You know, doing what he does, but on the third seat. Like, they could easily be Fox. Yeah, I agree. But it's just a question of just, can Fox sustainably do it? And it's like, he, in a lot of ways, he did sustainably do it. But if you're talking about MVP, creme de la creme, yeah. it's, a, it's tough. And he knows that. So it would be interesting to see, but I don't know. Just because Perkins is saying it. <laughs> Big Perk. Big Perk. Cook yeah. that one up on the toilet. Yeah, I I just think next year, if he can get close to 30 and the Kings actually stay with... I mean, I'm getting all these ifs now, No, right? but if he does that, he will be one or two in MVP. Yeah, but the Kings also have to be top yeah, the three. Win, the winning has to. I totally agree. And it would, you'd assume. 
yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm excited. Uh, I mean, obviously, last year is probably the most exciting season. I can't say I'm as excited. Not to say it's not an exciting year. But, I mean, last year was literally the, we're probably going to end the playoff drought. That was Christmas morning for Kings fans. Yeah. That was literally waking up from a dark, cold night. And it's the best day on the, on the calendar. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. 16, 17 years. 17 years. 16 seasons, 17 years or something. But um, that'll be interesting. Like we've been saying all off season, it's it's really going to depend on Keegan Murray. A lot of it, yeah. I mean, most of the jump. I mean, Fox again. He if he scores four more points a game, it'd be awesome. And Sabonis can hit a mid range. I mean, they they all have things they know they're going to improve on. Barnes, I don't know. Just don't decline, honestly. Maybe if he had a more consistent three point shooting season. Yeah. He, yeah. Because he still shot like 39%, I think. But yeah. It felt like, especially early in the year, he just couldn't hit anything. Mm-hmm. Barnes is very streaky with the jumper. But yeah, you know, Monk being consistent to be a six-man of the year. Herder working on the conditioning, but I agree. Everyone Murray's, just, yeah. the, the, how they, that development, which is so key to how they do, is very contingent on Murray. And Murray's jump is potentially the biggest. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's no one else's. Yeah, one, year one to year two. Yeah, as what he did in year one too mm-hmm. was incredible, insane. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, just, at the end of the day, you just hope everyone can hit threes, other than Fox and Sabonis at a high clip. And I have a funny question, not a funny question, mm-hmm. but because um, it's not funny, you're talking <laughs> about people's livelihoods here, but you're talking about how important three pointers are. Who's somebody? You know, there's a lot of guys that hit threes on this team in varying. You know, degrees of like skill, but who's somebody that is going to be a bit of a letdown from the three point line? If you had to guess, just here in August, before training camp even starts, who's somebody that you'd be like, man, I just have a bad feeling that they're going to have like a terrible year from three? And it could be a big name, it could be somebody like not so hmm. big. on the Kings? Yeah. Um, like who actually did well last year? Or yeah, just, I mean, just being like decent, just being able to be a threat from three. Mitchell, Davion, yeah, that's he, he's working with Steph's coach and everything. I, it just, I think what you were saying to me, so I don't mean to take your words, but I'll give you credit. It's like he's what going to be twenty five this season, mm-hmm. twenty four. It's like you don't have your jump shot yet as a six foot guard. I mean, the smaller you are, the better you should be at shooting. It's mm-hmm. like you don't have it now. Yeah, it's just. I mean, and he he said he's having great workouts with. Um, I forget the guy's name, but Steph's Steph's shooting coach, his trainer. He said he's even been able to talk to Steph about his shooting. They went to training camp together uh, or at mini camp a couple weeks ago, and so he was able to talk to Steph. But I mean, you know, Yao Ming can go talk to Steph and not change anything about his three point shot. Um, I mean, Mitchell has it in him because he's six feet. And he should be able to do it. And he said, because he, my my um, criticism of Mitchell's shot is that he was very stiff. He was very mechanical. Mm-hmm. And, and Mitchell did talk about being, like, a little more loose and, like, free, like, actually shooting the ball instead of, like, just getting to the mechan- mechanics. He did say that when he was on the Deuce and Mo show. So it was nice to hear. Like, okay, you kind of get it now. We'll see if that helps. I mean, it could, but, like, I don't know. It's going to be year three for him. It's going to be year 25 of his life. Um, I just, yeah. Yeah, I think one of the big things for him is just, I'm trying to pull up the splits on 
pull up threes and catch and shoot threes, but I just, just off of memory here, I just feel like he just got to be able to hit those catch and shoot threes. Yeah. And he shot like 30, 31%. So I wouldn't be surprised, even if he was better on his catch and shoot threes, it's still probably around 32 or 33%. Let me try to pull it up first. But, you know, that's that's got to be one of those things that um, you got to be able to hit those shots. This is the big ones. Like, you don't want Davion shooting off the dribble very much. Someone I worry about for who actually did have a really good year last year and for not having as good as a season from three, I'm not saying a bad one, but it's Murray. Because Murray, I mean, he shot 40. He's so good. He, it's like almost like, how do you up it from there? Like, yeah, you can make more threes, but you can also shoot lower percentage, you know? I mean, you shoot 41% from three from mm-hmm. as a rookie. It's That's insane. 41%. Yeah. It's like... Is he gonna shoot? I mean, if he can, if he can stay as a forty-one percent three-point shooter, that'd be crazy. And I, I think he'll make more threes this year for sure. Will it be at forty-one percent? I'm not sure. And I guess that's kind of like the metric. I mean, if he, what if he makes two hundred and seventy threes, but he's shooting thirty-six? Yeah. Would you rather make him two? Would you rather have him make two hundred fifty at thirty-six percent, or would you rather have him make two ten at forty percent? Right. Yeah, you're not asking me that, are you? You just keep making the point. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm kind of asking. No, I, I mean, the answer. <laughs> I mean, I, I see what you're saying. That, yeah. That's a fair game, but just on the Davion Mitchell thing, as I suspected, his catch and shoot was about 34 percent, and his pull up was 26 percent. You know, in total from three, he shot 32 percent last year. So you got to be better on the catch and shoot ones. That's not terrible, but it's got to be better. Here's the thing that he's, that, that really illustrates kind of like the catch and shoot being open on wide open threes at about 1.8 attempts per game he's shot 31 percent on wide open he had almost two wide open attempts a game that's what it says here because it's i believe his tight and very tight are zero yeah because no one's on it's either (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he's not a this that illustrates everything you need that is hilarious um yeah honestly almost like davion was someone on him now that i think about it I yeah. don't know. Because, well, then he's going to try to get to the rim. He's <laughs> not going to try to step back on somebody. That's true. It's six, you know. But I always hate watching him take a wide open three. Sometimes I just don't like watching people take wide open threes. Because I think they just get in their head. It's like, I'm so wide open. Unless you're yeah. like a great shooter. It's like those mid guys who are like 36 in the 30s. It's like, oh man. Now they're thinking too much. Where those catching shoots with the defender on you, you just have to get it up. You get in your rhythm. But it's like, you, like, you get the ball, you take that dribble. Like, yeah, that's the worst. Like that's they're just worst. looking at that room, and they just like hit off the side of the backboard. Like, oh. That whole mentality of shooters just shoot. That not only applies to struggles, but it applies to that wide open thing. Just shoot it. Don't yeah. think about it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, shooting is kind of like being a pitcher. You got to have like short term memory and being a relief pitcher. But yeah, Davion, dude. Davion, Davy off. Davy on, or is he Davy off? We'll see. We'll see next season. Dude. Is he going to make an all-defensive team? Yeah. I think if you're talking about what you're doing, if we're to take off of that Fox note, what you did in the playoffs can serve you in uh, voting in certain awards. I think they can get him on a second team, all-defensive team. Yeah, I think so, too. And like, and if he can hit that three, he's going to see the court he'll, a lot more. Yeah, that'll definitely and then that'll up his chances because he's, you know. Even though him not hitting the three... I still think that's a great excuse for 
his use late in the series against the Warriors, but I know that was, weird. that was just weird. But you know what? You got to lose a series to win a series in my mind. So might as well lose the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's Mike Brown's thinking, I guess. This is our thinking. Sometimes it just still feels like they kind of threw that. <laughs> yeah, and he talked about it on the Deuce and Mo show too. He's like, if I could shoot, I'd be on the court. But I'm like, really? Like your defense? Well, is if really Davia, good. if you know, if TD was defensive player of the game all the time, I'm sure he'd be starting. Yeah. If my grandmother had, I'm not going to say that one, but I don't know. I mean, it's true. He's got to hit shots though. That was the initial point. But yeah. Yeah. Fun though. But I don't know. He's got anything else, or that's kind of it. Off the, the kind of just rift there for forty-five minutes or so. And yeah, I hope it was. I hope we kept you pulled in, entertained. Hope you're still listening at forty-eight minutes at least. It if says. you're listening here, we got a coupon code for you for seventy-five percent off at the Cap City Crown Store. But you got to listen in for next episode. And uh, we'll throw that in there. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm no, 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 no. No, that's a good point. That's seventy-five percent, though. I'll give you a free shirt if you comment. That uh, you you have to DM me on Instagram. But if you if you if you comment the word Davy off, yeah, in the YouTube comments, you get a free shirt. If you if you choosing whatever you want on the store except a sweater, so it has to be a shirt or a hat. You get Are a free tank one. tops okay. We don't have tank tops okay, anymore. Well, I, don't know. I don't know the story. Davey off in the comments. It's it's yours for the taking if you listen to it. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to leave it there. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Yeah. Until next time, Davey off in the comments. Nobody, somebody's going to hear this and not even comment. They're like, I don't want a shirt from them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, have a good one, everyone.